Welcome to this week's episode of the Life of the Bridal podcast. Please remember that we are not professional tipsters and always, always gamble responsibly. We're back. Welcome to the first episode of the second series of the Life of the Bridal podcast. I'm your host, as ever. William Taylor joining me, two resident guests, Mr. Josh Bursey, hello to you. Good evening. Mr. Jack Holden, hello to you. Good evening. Gents, we're back, how does it feel? I'll be honest, I can't wait for the new season. Cannot wait, I mean, better than ever, competition, especially in the novice hurdles. I'm not normally a man for novice hurdles, but I'm excited. Excellent. Jack, what's your, what's your feeling, what's your instinct? Wow, I, you know, I'll admit I've fallen out of love with the game recently. I feel racing has taken a lot of stick from people in the media, you know, Twitter grifters. TGs. People have ha- people have taken a lot of shots at horse racing recently, and I think this season is really really pivotal. We have to we have to get some good momentum going. We have to have positive horse racing stories. We'll talk about the changes to the Grand National, how how we feel about them. But I feel really feel as though this uh, National Hunt season horse racing really needs a good year. It, yeah. And I, I can say that for about many facets of the of the industry. But racing needs a good year. We need just and as ever we need to get new people involved. And I feel like I need to um, find my love for the game again. Yeah. The, the sport needs defenders. There's a, there's a space. Us three, we're going to take, yeah. take the game by storm. We're going to yeah, stand we up are. for sport. I, I think... Where too many are cowards. The BHA, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out. You are cowards. You are cowards. Stand up for the game. Stand up for the game. That's what we're going to do. Wow. This is a Absolutely. Bad. Love that. <laughs> yeah. No. We... Come on, let's make racing grace again. <laughs> yes, excellent. Right, the flat is done, thank God, although we will be mentioning the flat a little bit later on as, the move, as we head to the climax of the Dandelion competition. Um, you'll find out how we're doing when we come to that. But let's crack on with the news. And so what's been happening in the national hunt world? Because let's be honest, I don't give, we don't really care about what's going on in the flat. We've got some big stories. Of course, let's start with the Grand National. That's just come out today. So big changes. Uh, Josh, Jack, what's, what's been going on there? So we've got maximum field of 34 now, um, which is interesting. They're kind of playing around with where the start will be. Standing start, which is unusual, very unusual. And they're moving the start 60 yards closer to the first fence uh, to reduce the speed at which the horses are running at the first fence, which makes sense. However, think about the Grand National. One of the greatest British races. Yes, one of the yeah. spectacle. Yeah. Brings the betting yeah. public in. Massive yeah. betting race. How many British runners do you think there were in the Grand National in 2023? Oof. Uh, Question. Ooh, I'm going to say... Oh, I'm, I'm going to go 16-17. It's not something I, it's not something I really... I really okay, think. thanks, Jack. Uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll go... For 20. 13. What's good? Was it really? 13 British runners. 13, How 14. many 
of those 13 do you think were in the bottom six that wouldn't have got a run? Uh, four. Four. That's it. Really? Three. Oh, I made up. Four. Bad guess, so we would be down to nine British runners in the Grand National. Jeez. Mm. That's a scary thought. Irish. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, dominant. yes, that is more down to Irish domination. But I don't think reducing the number of horses is going to make a massive difference. So are there are plenty of races that have got loads of horses in. Well, I'm just going to quickly interject here. Jack, I can sense that you don't like this view. So I'm just going to just give the, the counterbalance and then you can you can hit back. 34 runners. OK, easier to pump. <laughs> you know, if you think about odds. Uh, oh, they're, they're, they're obviously just doing it for the punters. <laughs> standing start, it means you won't get a full start. So you, you just write that out immediately. Um, moving the time of the race, that doesn't bother me at all. I don't mind it being earlier in the day. Um, uh, having the moving the fence earlier, it means the horse is less likely to fall on the first, so your punt can live on a bit longer. You know, there there are. I don't mind this. I I, I know called the BHA massive counts. Yeah. What, what what do you think about the reduction in height of the open ditches? Hmm. Oh uh, well, is it is it not further watering down of a race that? The, has already the, been watered down beyond recognition. The the only jump which I have a slight problem with is the canal turn. I think that turn could be shallowed slightly. I do because I do think it is. It's a testing jump. It is a testing jump. But apart from that, I don't moving moving the start the first fence sixty yards forward. I think is a really is a sensible idea. Yeah, because it eliminates that massive cavalry charge which you have and horses will just gather steam gather momentum and if one goes it's like it might be it could be like dominoes um but i think it takes some of the test out of it what i would say about the uh national uh national fences are it's really important to remember that they're just not it's not solid lumps of concrete or wood underneath the uh, underneath the foliage they are quite um easy to run through and dropping the height that little bit further does remove part of the challenge, which is, you know, part of the nature of this almost four mile test. So it, it does it does annoy me slightly. Do I think the number of runners needed to be reduced? Yeah, I'm not so fussed about it. Sixty yards. Hunting. 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 Again, yeah. <laughs> hunters, but there's some good and then there's some meh. Fair enough. Well, there we go. So, it, so Jack, you said you were going to be a provocateur. You said you're angry, but in the end, actually, you think eh, it's not too bad. There are there are there are far far greater challenges Good. that I will be uh, taking to um, Right. Let's move into some horse news. Okay. But for start, let's be honest. The star of British uh, national hunt racing is Constitution Hill. Uh, Nicky Henderson keeping him over the hurdles, though. Does that disappoint you? Is that annoying or is that just sensible management? I mean, I I, I wanted to see him in Paris last weekend, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> that didn't that didn't materialise. Um, I mean, it, it, it is doing what's been done time and time again before. I think the last thirty eight winners of the Champion Hurdle have stayed over hurdles the following season. Yeah. So it, not taking any risks 
Yeah, I think it's. Just, I, I think we feel slightly disappointed because I think Constitution Hill of any horse that we've seen recently win the champion hurdle. If there's going to be one horse to really mix it up over fences, really, you know, with with so much potential, I think he was it. I, I think M- Michael Buckley is the reason that we're disappointed, though. I mean, like, if he hadn't mentioned it, then we'd have just assumed he was staying over hurdles, and that yeah. would have been that. Well, he, want, think, he wanted it, didn't he? He wants it. And, and, think, Nicky, think, and Nicky never did. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't put it past them going novice chasing after this season. Yeah, I was like, but I also think it'll be a far better test for him in the champion hurdle this year than it was last year. And I think it it'll just give him, it does give him an opportunity to prove he is just an outstanding horse. Because if we looked at it really has the calibre of what he's beaten so far been really impressive or has he just washed well, pushed aside but, so let's, 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 let's look at this who, who else are we gonna have not bad. Who else are we gonna have? Because Impero Pass Hurdles, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Marine National, chasing. Basel Vega, chasing. Gaelic Warrior, either going up in trip or chasing, probably going up in trip, stay as hurdle candidate. Yeah. Good lambs out for the season. Yeah. Who else? I think Imperial Pass is going to be a full grace challenge than State Man was. I, but I again, it's, it's, I agree it's a two horse race. I completely agree. Yeah. But if if Imperial Pass proves to be a better horse than than State Man, um, you know I'm sure they'll face up against each other in Ireland at some point because I'm pretty sure he won't uh, Henderson and Buckley won't send the hill over to Ireland at any stage um, pre Cheltenham. It will no. be, be I think I think we're set for a better clash than we were of March this year. Quite possibly, yeah. Quite possibly, yeah. Right, let's move on. Um, another Nicky Henderson horse, John Bomb, staying over two miles. It's, Thoughts? I think I it's the wrong decision. Safe. Yeah, wrong decision. Bubble, yeah. Bubble, I think Bubbles verse really. John, 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 John Bomb over two and a half. Yeah, I agree. I think that would yeah. be a really, really shrewd move. John, John Bond's quick enough for two miles. Don't get me wrong, but, but is he going to win Grade Ones at the end of the season at two miles? I don't think so. They're not going to beat. He's not going to be El Fabiolo. Menegamine, even. Menegamine. Mm. Um, I mean, God knows what's going to happen with uh, Edwardston. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, again, I think Nicky got it wrong. Nicky got it wrong on Shishkin going to the Ryanair instead of uh, further. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they change it. Right. Um, what, what, have we got any more news? Any, any developments that you want to share? Um, I think... Just we had a couple of runners um, over in Ireland this week. Uh, we had Manila Rindo, good yeah. start to the season. Um, but I think that's probably the biggest name that we've had running so far. Um, mm-hmm. Look, we've had plenty of juice going round um, the, uh, th- the three mile trip, I believe it was. Um, got the job done. Yeah, did, did it did it fairly well, to be honest. All right. A decent performance. We've we've not really had too many runners out so far this summer. No. We've you know we've had our no. normal kind of like um, the Kerry National, but nothing nothing major. Yeah, nothing major. But that's all about to change. 
It is, yes. <laughs> yes. So so we move so we get should we get started then? Let's do it. Let's let's do it. So it's at Chepstow that the National Hunt season really gets going this Friday. Um and we have the very first race, two miles, seven and a half furlong, one thirty five, the Univet Veterans Handicap Chase. And Josh, you've got an interest here, haven't you? Yeah, there's there's a horse I've liked in this race for a while. I mean, you know, it's a good race in its own right. You've got horses um, like Good Boy Bobby in there. It's a really, really good race. You've got Iroch, Stall yeah. of the division. Um, the one that takes my eye is a horse who's run fairly well at Chepstow in the past. You may mm-hmm. have heard me mention him before. Is Cyclop? Yeah. Um, very big price at 16 to 1. It was 20 to 1 a bit earlier, so I will be putting a bit on fairly shortly. But one thing that makes him stand out from the rest is he has had a run already this season. He's going to have a fitness edge. He had a nice run. He was second at, I think it was Perth on the 27th of September. And I'm looking forward to see how he does. I think 16 to 1 is a fair price. He is a 12 year old, but win only. And if he wins, he wins. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, a lot, a lot of old, of old timers. They're obviously in the veterans race, so good to see them. Um, again, a, a race I, I don't necessarily have a, a big say. Jack, are you interested here? Not particularly. No, pray not. This this race, this um, the veterans circuit isn't really for me. <laughs> uh, looking for betting angles, but you know, again, I will I will just say that this is, you know, rate horse races, horse race horses. Sorry, don't just end their careers, you know, when they, when they lose a big race at the age of eight or nine. These horses mm. do enjoy this; they do want to be out there jumping. So, having a veteran yeah. circuit is a is, is really good. A message to the uh, to the doubters and the crit- uh, critics of the sport. Right, the two ten episode two mile three and a half furlong. The Unibet version War Novices Hurdle. Captain T, uh, eleven uh, uh, eight to eleven. Uh, odds on fave. Uh, third in the champion bumper. It'd be a nice test of the bumper form, won't it, Josh? Yeah, I, th- I think it's the next step for Captain Teague. I think he was running a really good race in the champion bumper. Looks like a step up in trip would suit, and that's what they've gone for here. Starting off with two mile, three and a half furlongs. He's a nice horse. Um, yeah. But he is, and like Nichols has said, he, he likes him at home. He's doing really well. But it is a race of unknowns, and I think 8 to 11 is a little bit short to be getting involved at. Uh, so I'd be keeping the powder dry and just taking a watching brief here. If you were interested in having a bet in the race, I wouldn't put anyone off the Milton Harris horse, Molinari. Uh, he has been, he, he kind of ran into the early summer. He wrapped up, I think it was a five timer of, of yeah. runs going up to, um, he took a, a decent class two handicap hurdle at market raising. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't put you off, but seven years old though. Does that, is that something that you would, uh, you'd think about when you looking for an angle in this? Yeah. Maturity. He's a mature horse, but that, you know, he's not going to be an experience. He's not going to be green. He's going to be running a decent race. So nine to one's a fair price against an eight to 11 pound first out for the season. First try over the trip. Um, just looking at a different angle first, I really like look at Rock House. I think a similar angle to what Josh went for um, in the first race. Has had a run um, in September, 
down in down mm-hmm. at Worcester, um, over two miles, but was shaking up, going up, going up, 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 running, and had plenty of juice left in the tank. So, although I think Captain Teague is going to be uh, difficult to beat if you're looking for an accumulator, a, a win without market, Rock House, I think, um, will give you plenty of a bang for your buck, should we say. Very good. And now we move over to the 4.33. It's just two miles and the uh, seniors handicap hurdle. Uh, well, you've got a, a whole host of horses here. I wonder which Josh is going to pick here. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to the well again on Zambezi Fix. Those of you who know me well know how much I love Zambezi Fix and how delighted I was when I was finally on for his win last season at none other than Chepstow over this course and distance. Now, his fame's for being quite good on kind of softer ground. I think we haven't mentioned it yet, but it is currently good to soft. However, we are forecast a bit of rain, so that could certainly get softer, and that'll be right up Zambezi Fitz's street. I wouldn't be inclined to play him each way, as he could be out the back of the telly. Ooh, but yes. a win-only bet at 10-1, to 1, and he could well come home for Bernard Llewellyn and Robert Williams. I'll tell you what, I've got just one buddy. When you just look at the... Oh, granted, it's just a throwaway racing post comment. But Zambezi Fix does go well at this track, but he doesn't win very often. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, I can count... I probably can't count on one hand the amount of times he should have won over the last couple of years, but... That's racing. Yeah. Uh, Jack, you've got anything to add? A little shout out for Before Midnight. Uh, yeah, ben agreed. Sutton with his £7 claim. Good yeah. uh, good rider is Ben Sutton. Finally, he's making his mark in the game. Uh, for good training for O'Brien as well. Um, well, he's changed trainer. He was with um, Sam Thomas, wasn't he? Yes. So, ch- changed hands. Um, big fan of Thurgo. I think he does. Does really well with his horses, one over distance, and has course form as well, which uh, is something I always look for. I think uh, course form is um, mm. really, really important factor to consider, seeing how well horses take to a track. So, little shout out for before to before midnight for me, but nothing, nothing else really stands out. Yeah, I endorse that message. Right, we're going to move over to the Saturday. We're going to skip over the first race, the juvenile hurdle. We're going to head to the two thirty. The Native River Handicap Chase, two miles, seven and a half hurdle, really. Uh, here we go. Josh, again, I, 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 I reckon I can guess who you're going to be on here. Well, would you believe it? It's French Paradox. Oh, kill surprise. Oh, yeah. what, what a jumper French Paradox is. Um, for, for a horse, I say what a jumper. He has fallen a surprisingly large number of times. But if you just watch his action when he comes to his fences, he is really, really clever. He adjusts really well. And I have got full confidence that Oliver Sinyu will have him lined up for this first race of the season. He does like a track like Chepstow. It's where he can really kind of gallop, get at his mm. fences. It's quite a nice long home straight for him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he came home in front here. Now, again, due to the nature of the horse, the potential for a full, I wouldn't necessarily be advocating each way bets. But a win-only bet here would take my fancy. But it's a really strong race. You've got the likes of Eva's Oscar in there. 
You've got the likes of Stolen Silver in there, both really good horses in their own right. And I just yeah. want to give a shout out to Man of the People who did at the start of last season run up a nice double at Chepstow. Great look horse. Just look at you, Josh, desperate to win favour with the punters. Um, Jack, uh, any any option here? Um, anything sticking? I like the brief, brief times actually for Neil Marholland uh, with Brian Carver on board. Uh, one over the distance has run relatively recently as well. Last running fifty three days ago. Mm-hmm. Not a massive, uh, strong fancy. You've got the likes of T Clipper in here as well. He can always throw a spanner in the works on his day. He yeah. was Oscar as well. Courtland, who's got uh, pretty decent form uh, for the Bowen, uh, the Bowen team. But apart from that, I can't really see much that sticks out. Mm. Uh, to me, I'm afraid. Yeah. Or you do actually? Yeah. I apologise. You do have the Christian Williams and Jack Tune combination. Um, they do like the handicap chasers, don't they? Yeah, at Chepstow with strictly a data, but looking at it, last one six hundred and thirty-seven days ago. Which for me, if they win, fair enough. I hold my hands up, but that yeah. is a big that is a big red mark for me. It's, it's a big ask. Okay, right, we'll move on to the 10 past three, the two mile, three and a half furlong. Happy birthday soon, officers, Chase, <laughs> where we have Nappers Hill as odds on favourite, eight to 11, unexpected party at twos, collector's item 15 to two, Bella Bliss 16 to one, and Bourbali at 20s. Jack, anything here? Or are you just going to be uh, JBF Nappers just Hill. back? This is the first, na- the first time I'll say it this season, Nappers Hill, he just wins. Yeah. There you go. Just, I just think, just a far in in a, in a, in a high league for me. I don't necessarily chin. disagree with you there. However, it is moving from hurdles to fences. First time mm-hmm. he's going over them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be so quick to load up at eight to eleven. I mean, an unexpected party went over fences last season, didn't he? Wasn't especially taking still a novice. <sighs> I could take a chance on Ball Barley at twenty to one here. I, I really like Ball Barley, like as a horse. He doesn't necessarily win races, but he gets close. And I think either playing just a just a very small win only on Ball Barley and taking a chance, or even playing the forecast Snappers Hill Ball Barley. We're sort of in an awkward position really here. We've only got five. We've had five runners declared. Yeah. So if one does drop out, then the price on ball by will shorten, and you won't get any place. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I would. It's yeah, it's it's not one I'd necessarily be playing each way, but if you can get the forecast on, if no one drops out, if you can get the forecast, play Napa Hill or Barley, I'd be happy to do that. Hmm. Well, okay. Let's uh, move on to the three forty. The John Ayres Memorial Handicap Chase 2, mile 3.5 furlong. There's a horse in here that I have a lot of a lot of admiration for. That's all right, Gino. Um, though right near the top of the weights. Who else have we got in here? We've got Elixir de Nuts, a favourite of Keels. Um, you've got uh, Final Orders, nothing to ask. Uh, who's going to win this race? Very, very good question. I... If in doubt, go for the course and distance winners. Who's the course and distance winner here? 
Nothing to ask. Mm-hmm. A Virgil O'Brien and Liam Harrison. O'Brien, Liam Not even Flicko Boyu? Yeah, Flicko Boyu, he, he won a, a good race at the meeting last year. Was it Was it this exact race? I think it might have been this exact race last yeah. year. The John Ayres, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So Flicko yeah. Boyu won this last year, uh, beating Galahad Quest, who went on to have a decent season. But mm. uh, I, I can't resist... Can't resist the Fergal O'Brien horse in those colours round Chester. Who, 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 which trainer are you backing to have their horses in good condition from a from a break? Well, look, well, the thing is, Fergal would, you know, he's he's not far off. He's kind of based around the Cheltenham area, so I do think he he'd be targeting this meeting. Like, if I were him, I don't know why he wouldn't. And like, nothing to ask. We haven't actually got prices yet, but nothing to ask us forecast to be the outsider. And for a course and distance winner, I'm not having that. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm happy to have a bet on that. But you're right. Like, you've got to think about who's going to dominate the early stages of the season. Paul Nichols often has a decent hand at this meeting. So you cannot yeah. Yeah. rule out his horses at all. Like, um, he had some really, really good winners at the meeting last year. That's all right, Gino, though, potentially. James yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the horse. It's won a Chepstow before, albeit only over two miles, but has, has won. Last win was uh, over two miles, four and a half or something, if I can remember rightly. Um, there. So it, it definitely can stay. It's won at the course. I'm a big fan of the horse. I'm on. I'll be like, that's all right, Gino. Okay, we'll move on to the quarter past four. Uh, but it's another two miles, three and a half. Uh, what the Wasdall Group Silver Trophy Handicap Hurdle. You've got uh, Sonagino, Nigel 2, Fave, Uncle Bert 13 to 2, Blow Your Wad 7 to 1, Sarah Rob 7 to 1, and 8 to 1 Bar, one of others. Josh, Jack. It's oh, a tough one, this. It is a tough one. It's a tough race. Yeah. I, part of me wants to cling on to any harm in asking. Any harm in asking, of course, you'll know is the only horse to ever beat Constitution Hill. Yes. Yeah. Pointer, pointer. Um, but, but, you know, didn't really hold up to it. I kind of fancied um, to target him at the Betfair Hurdle last year, but again, didn't come to fruition. Mm. Ended up, best result of last season was a third in a Class 3 round Huntington, so that tells you how it's gone. Yeah. But... It did have a it did have a good novice campaign, and with a bit more maturity, I could see it coming back. But again, blowout potential, win only. But there's another horse in here that I think has been overestimated at thirty three to one. I oh okay, interesting. I was thinking one at thirty threes, and that's Molly Ollie's wishes. Yes, that's the one I was thinking as well. And Dan, Dan Skelton and Tristan Durrell. Now Tristan Durrell claims a handy <laughs> seven pounds off this horse. And Tristan Dar- right. uh, no, for, sorry, five pounds. Sorry, five, he's, uh, five. had his claim reduced. But he's a decent jockey in his own right. And, um, th- you know, Molly Ollie's wishes would be going off near top weight, kind of third weight, at 11 stone 12. Mm. Com- comes down the handicap significantly because of that. You know, still inside the top 10 weighted horses. But Molly Ollie's ho- wishes, I think the skeletons have talked about really needing to target her at her races. And I wouldn't be surprised if they had her in A1 condition for this. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I was interested as well. We did not speak about this before we, um, before we came on air, unlike some of the other horses. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one, Jack. Nothing much for me here. Just a quick shout out to Milton Harris's horse, Twin Jets, who um, finished the season apart from a, uh, an iffy run at Sandown um, in March. Finished the season quite nicely with a, a three wins in the last five. Um, mm-hmm runs so all I'm yeah. saying but wait but not waiting very well at 11 stone 10 yeah well okay well um unless anyone either of you got anything else to add on Chepstow that is it done that's the first uh big national hunt meeting and we're really excited I am just I can't wait I'm fed up of just seeing flat monkeys talking up on on the box let's uh let's get the proper stuff on Uh, Yeah, bring it back. Um, Let's move on. Well, just after I've slagged off the flat monkeys, it's time to give the one last shout out or probably penultimate shout out on this podcast as we head into the the final stretch of the Dandy Ducks competition. We have three of the last four races this weekend. The first at the Old Rally Cup at Newmarket. Well, Friday. You'll hear this be today as you listen. Uh, Then we have the second, the Cesarevich, on Saturday. And then the last, of course, will be the uh, Old Sprint Cup at uh, York, Six Furlong. Uh, The first one, Old Rally Cup, 335. I'll tell you what, the the fave and second fave look pretty strong here, don't they? Yeah, I, I can't see past them, to be honest with you. Humanity is coming off a really decent handicap debut, albeit over the all-weather at Kempton. Yeah. There is that slight question mark whether um be as effective on the turf, but two wins on the all-weather. Sets them up nicely for this. It was a, a six-length win at Kempton. Did it comfortably under O'Shea Murphy. Um, yeah. if, if I was having a bet, Al-Kasib would probably be the horse, but the yeah. whole point of the damned inaptives, I'm not having a bet. It's a bit of fun, yeah. so I'm happy. I suppose I, actually, I suppose sorry, just I suppose we should give the listeners an update on how we're going. <sighs> yeah, it's been. I think we've got up to we're probably about thirty fifth at one point. Yeah, mm. um, we have we have faltered slightly since then. We just haven't cashed in the winner for a while. We've had a few places, but we haven't. We are we are currently lingering to hundred and eleventh. Um, however, there's there's nothing to be embarrassed about. We are in profit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we. I think we had a near miss last week. There'll be a number of times where we've had horses that we've gone win only, and they've placed, yeah, well, and or we've gone each way, and they've only just missed out on a place. It's just been a I few mean, near misses. Last, last week, for example. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Pot, pot master win only done on the nod. Yeah, when I that's the game. Fun. That's the game. Yeah, that's the game we play. But uh, lads, am I right in saying that we we like the two faves here? I mean. I just think they're. I, I think for Dandy that purposes at this point of the season, it, it's not a massive race in terms of the number of runners. No. Twelve runners, two points win only on both. Yeah, yeah, I've I fully lost that message. Sometimes it's very easy to overthink these these yeah. races. Yeah, these horses are priced as such for a reason. <laughs> JBF, JBSF. Right, okay. This is our rich. I mean, talking of chalk and cheese, we go from a 12-runner handicap to an absolute bloodbath, 34 runners. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what on earth are we going to do here? Um, the one, one thing I, I think, look for a low draw, and there are a number of horses here that have a low draw. 
I'm a big fan of. Um, one of them, of course, listeners may or may not be aware, you two will certainly be aware, is, of course, the Shunter. <laughs> absolute, absolute shrewd, canny operator, Everett Mullins, um, training. Um, relatively low draw, so. Uh, that's, oh, you've got Tritonic Goshen as well in there for the low draw. <laughs> I, I, I think the draw the draw matters a bit. Yes, you need a low draw for a good posse. But just back the Irish in this race. Just back the Irish horses coming over. And I know that doesn't make it any easier because there are quite a few Irish horses in this race. Yeah. But I, I can't resist Jesse Evans. I think Jesse Evans has got an absolutely fantastic chance in this race. Nolmead. Nolmead. Oceanor. Oceanor. A decent jockey, you know, not really given enough publicity, but a really decent jockey. And Jesse Evans has been preparing for this with two, you know, really decent, decent runs on the flat. Um, Pied Piper, the favourite, Ryan Moore rides for Gordon Elliott. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't get any better than that. Pied Piper really should have won the county hurdle. Like that was a stinker of a ride from David Russell. I think he just didn't didn't ride out the finish properly. Like looked in pain almost. So. Pi Piper again on the shortlist. Vino Victrix was second in us last year. Not yeah. sure I could trust to come back again. And obviously you've got to got to think about not so sleepy, who's run really well in this race in the past. Mm-hmm. If you look down not so sleepy's records, um, third in this race last year, year before didn't run, year before that fourth in it behind Great White Shark. Uh, he's, he's got a really good record in his race, fourth in it the year before that. So you can count on not so steep as a place, I'd say. And he ran a really good race on the flat recently. At, I think it was Newbury. <sighs> it's a tough one from a Dandy Naps perspective. It's a really tough one. Jack, any insight? Um, two for me. Uh, the Willie Mullins horse ridden by Rachel Blackmore, Jack Finbar, um, uh, currently at 40 to ones. Also the one, sorry, last round 20 days ago. So he's had a, what you consider a prep run for this. Mm-hmm. I, a couple of, a couple of zeros in the form, form but, but placed eight, eight thousand thirty runners at Curra. Um, so big field. And I think I like horses who are racing in massive fields who have history doing well because a lot history? of horses can get a, a bit uh, put off by that and secondly Goshen because why not you have no idea what he's going to yeah low draw low draw you have got no <laughs> idea what, what horse is going to turn up I'm, I think we're probably going to have to have quite a heated discussion about this off air I'm not sure we're going to come to any any sort of consensus no or it could just be Blackport moves in the morning back the market mover because um, Goshen could be an absolute rocket ship or it could be a barge you have just had no idea. He could, you know what? He could go the wrong way around. He could leave the school. School. Sa- sound, sounds like my type of horse, to be honest with you. He could leave the schools backwards for a wiener. <laughs> oh dear. And finally, the uh, at York, the Sprint Trophy. I call it the old Sprint Trophy. Oh, God, that just shows you how tired I am. The Coral Sprint Trophy um, at York, the final down in that, which will be the put well. Yeah, that we're going to discuss. You got significantly as a fave, Al Bashir, Apollo One. Wob, 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 Montesib, Pendleton, Summergand, 
it's a who's who of what the, of the horses we backed and lost <laughs> in, in the daddy you know, well, really. yeah, Stick a pin in the newspaper. That's how you're going to decide this one. Yeah. I'm it's, just going to say it. Oh, sorry, Josh. Go on. No, yeah. I mean, uh, Apollo 1 is a horse that appeals to me. Yeah. And I think we had, we had a very near miss on Apollo 1 at the Royal Meeting as well, which is mm. oh, absolutely gutting. Absolutely gutting in the Woking end, but is what it is. Uh, the other the other horse I'm going to mention it's I just it's one we've backed already in the early laps. It's Mr Wagyu. I feel something special is coming around the corner. Dropped down two pounds in the weights. Has come has had a couple of near misses. I just think at sixteen to one current price that could be worth another go. Mr Wagyu it, always has a big run in the tank. But if, if there's one you've got to consider, good course form, Albashir. Dead heated with Summergand, August, end of August. Uh, I, I yeah. don't read much into the Summergand form, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know me, I, I think Summergand is, is a god. And you are wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you may as well just put something on the Riddler. Um, <laughs> for, you, for, the, for the Batman fans out there. Um, right, okay. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's a Danny Nuts done. That's Podcast done. Uh, episode one of the second series. It's been uh, it's been good to to get back in the saddle. Um, and uh, and yeah, hope you enjoyed. Uh, I think all we've got left is goodbyes, isn't it, chaps? Yeah. Well, I, I I would just say that we'll be back for Cheltenham in a couple of weeks' time. The showcase oh, yeah. meeting. Yeah, we will. Um, we won't necessarily be doing the weekly podcast, but we will certainly be trying to do it every two weeks to keep you in the loop with the biggest race meetings. Exactly, exactly. And it gives us more time to digest and, you know, expunge all sorts of provocative statements. Uh, right, chaps. Thanks very much. Um, I think all we've got to say now is cheerio. Um, chaps, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, are you going to say anything? <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll keep this in. We'll keep this in. Listeners will love it. Josh, thank you very much. It's, it's been a pleasure. Okay. Listeners, I hope you have a good week. Cheerio.